0: And welcome to One Controller Report podcast, episode fifteen. I'm here, Benjamin Yoder, Colian, your your singular host here. Hi, I'm here to talk to you about video games. That's that's what I talk about because everything else in the world is pretty not fun to talk about. I mean, there's plenty that's fun to talk about, but like. <sighs> I started listening to politics again the last, like, year, and it's a mess. No matter what side you're on, it's a mess. If you're left, right, whatever. It's like part of me just wants to shut it all out, but I should probably be an adult and listen to it and understand. I think you either got to go one way or the other. You either got to invest yourself in so you know what's going on, but also be able to do the research so you can, you know, make your own opinions, not just listen to a bunch of mottos and stuff like that. Um, or you just need to get out completely, which sucks too. (laughs) Um, but ignorance is bliss and I, I will, I'm sure there will be points in my time, my lifetime where I shut out politics again. Uh, it's just very tiring. Anyways, this is not about politics. This is about video games. So here we are. Um, I'm a new man. I beat Final Fantasy 11. I don't know what to do with my life now. (laughs) Uh, I started Final Fantasy 11 back in like 2003. Um, and I stopped playing in 2008. Um, but I always had this like lingering regret about um not having finished a lot of the story in that game. I I finished the main part of the Final Fantasy XI story, uh, but then I got stuck on the final mission for Rise of the Zilart, um, Chains Promathia, uh, Treasures of Art are gone, and then I also had gotten about halfway through Wings of the Goddess. Uh, and then uh, Wings of the Goddess, I quit and they released three more story, uh, add-ons. Then they released Secrets of Adullin and then, uh, Rhapsodies. So finally, sometime after Final Fantasy XIV came out and then had its successful relaunch, um, I was like, this game is probably not going to be around forever. And then they announced the plans to do a mobile version of Final Fantasy XI, two mobile versions um, of Final Fantasy XI. And I was like, oh, I need the PC version of Final Fantasy XI. I need to do what I need to do to not feel regret when it's over. So I spent two and a half years uh, going through the story of that game, rewatching all the cutscenes and then finishing those last missions I never beat. And then halfway through, I decided, you know, I'm just going to beat the whole game because Final Fantasy XI actually has an ending. So I went through and I, I beat it all. And now I feel a little empty inside (laughs) because I've been playing this game off and on for 15 years. And the last two and a half years I've been going through the story. So, But I'll be okay. I'll live. Um, I will play that Final Fantasy XI mobile game well. So, actually, while we're on the topic, you know, let's talk about Final Fantasy XI mobiles. Um, So there is a, a... It's a little confusing there's there's two Final Fantasy 11 mobile projects there's Final Fantasy 11 Grandmasters and then there's Final Fantasy 11 I think it's just called Final Fantasy 11 mobile uh so I'm gonna start talking about the one that's actually not out yet called Final Fantasy 11 mobile um and that's like a not only like an HD remake of Final Fantasy 11 it's almost it's more of a a a reimagining of Final Fantasy 11 for mobile MMO space both of these games are really, but this one seems much more faithful to the original Final Fantasy XI. It's, um, it's a, from as far as I can tell, it looks like a fully 3D game with, you know, spaces you can explore and you have a character, uh, running around that space and doing MMO stuff. And it's running in Unreal Engine 4 and it looks pretty good, uh, from what, what we have seen in the game. There's been very few screenshots. I think there might be only Two screenshots three maybe um it's being worked on by nexon and this is the one that supposedly is coming out in america um i can't quite remember where i heard that maybe it was just speculation uh but anyways so um i'm, I'm looking forward to this game and and i i bought a good phone almost specifically for it which i feel bad for I'm like one of those Facebook ads, I bought my iPhone for this game, or something like that, that's stupid, I hate those Facebook ads. (laughs) Um, So there's that game, and it's supposedly coming out later this year, I'm hoping to see more at Tokyo Game Show, Um, you know, that's where a lot of mobile games show up at, and so Final Fantasy XI Mobile would be pretty fitting for that. Uh, Nexon mentioned it in one of their more recent conferences or investor meetings, that it's still set for uh, 2017, uh, at least the physical 20, fiscal 2017. So, um, And then, as I mentioned earlier, there's actually another version of Final Fantasy 11 Mobile called Final Fantasy Grandmasters. And this is like a chibi, like, I would say not even like a, a remake or anything like that, but like a completely different reimagining of what Final Fantasy 11 is. And it, it's inspired by Final Fantasy 11 more than anything. Uh, it's like this isometric top-down uh, uh, RPG game where you, you roll to get like the mobile game so it has gotcha mechanics you roll to get gear and that gear has like abilities uh, attached to it and so you uh level your job normally as you would in any in final fantasy 11 you also have sub job options that so you can you can level a sub job to equip as like a, a secondary portion to your job but most of your abilities come from um the weapons in the game so you get weapons and armor and the i think the armor has like stats like haste and stuff like that on it where um the weapons have skills like fast blade uh cyclone things like that and you run around this little world and and uh you do quests and they're they're you they're incredibly simple quests they're almost always kill 10 of these things it's the the standard mmo you know grind through this thing collect this many of this item um but the areas while well, instance to some extent um, they, they put at least like 20 or 30 people in that same area with you to do quests. And while you can't party up with each other, you can all join the same encounter. Up to four people, rather. So up to four people can join a, the same encounter. And, um, it, it definitely gave me a lot of, like, memories and vibes from like old Final Fantasy Eleven, like 2005 or before Final Fantasy Eleven. there's a lot of waiting around trying to get other people to help you uh to do stuff and and it's not like old Final Fantasy Eleven where it's like I'm gonna sit and wait in my mod house for three hours for a party <laughs> um but it is uh there is a, a level of patience that comes with it and um and if if the if your luck uh doesn't end well and 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 there's not anyone else in the same area as you uh you just gotta you know wait it out till the next day and I'd say that's probably in in most places a counterintuitive um uh mechanic that doesn't seem like a positive um but for a game that's trying to scratch the itch of like the nostalgia of Final Fantasy 11 I think it it's appropriate in this case um at least I, I didn't seem to mind it too much when just being like to put my phone down and then do other stuff uh, while while I waited for someone to come and help me kill things. Uh, but in that case, you know, if you're playing... I'm not a big phone guy, so I'm not really sure how people use their phones normally to play these games. I generally will still just sit down and put a lot of time into these games, at least as long as it will allow me if there's a stamina system. Which in Grandmasters, last time I played it, there wasn't a stamina system. Um but i just i just kind of set it on my desk and and played it in the background while i did other stuff versus maybe like i think playing it in in a in a like public environment where you're just sitting there trying to fill some time it might not be the best experience but i'm not really familiar with mobile mmos in general and so i really need to 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 get a further understanding of that um, I'm not sure if I'll do anything before Final Fantasy XI Mobile comes out. We'll see what happens at Tokyo Game Show, if they show off anything and, like, have a release date for it, if it comes to America. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. So, so if you are a Final Fantasy XI fan, there's some stuff coming, hopefully. Otherwise, I, I, I have no confidence in Final Fantasy XI, the PC game, staying up anytime for any extended period of time from here on out. But we'll see everquest is still online so hey um so well speaking of square enix we we actually have um another thing that i'm very excited about uh a new fortune street or irataki street um it's a a uh long running series of you know virtual board games like mario party kind of uh where it's it's in all the ways it's essentially monopoly um there's a lot of investing money in stocks and things like that i'm doing a really bad job of explaining this so let's start over so itadaki street is this big square enix like dragon quest and nowadays crossover uh final fantasy uh series where you play little dragon chibi dragon quest final fantasy characters running around the board uh collecting uh what are those things called on cards? Like the spade, the heart, the clover, and the diamond. And you're collecting those, and you're getting money, and you have to use that money to invest in certain districts of the map. And uh, when you invest in districts, you can also invest on um, on property on the, in those districts. And it's a very simple game at first when you when you look at it originally, but once you get deeper in. There's a ton of strategy in there. There's a lot of investing money in markets that you're not even involved in, but you got to recognize the potential of it and have it, you know, build your funds up. Um. So, so the version I mainly played was the Wii version, and I didn't play a lot of it to be honest. The problem with the with the Wii version and maybe the other versions I haven't played them. Is that they're long games. It's like. I remember starting at like eight o'clock to play to play a game of uh, uh, Fortune Street, and then we wouldn't be done till one or two in the morning. It's ridiculously long, and there's no save feature in the Wii version for local multiplayer, which is ridiculous. Um, but um, so I played that that version that was on the Wii that had Mario characters and uh, Dragon Quest characters and than Final Fantasy characters. Um, I really liked it. It's just yeah that, that big time consumption and then needing you know three other people to also be willing to dump that amount of time into fortune street um and there's a lot of layers to that game that i never even really got to even touch on there's like different types of buildings you can build and like you can change what a space does in terms of like before the match you can say if this could be a property or if it's going to be like a free build space where you can build your own uh building with certain traits and things like that um but yeah, it's it's a fantastic board game that's like a step above like the brain dead nature of Mario Party. But maybe the time commitment is too long. And I'm not saying they should shorten it. I should I should say in, in terms of like the Wii version of Fortune Street there should have been more consideration to people's time, at least allowing like a save feature to return to a game, things like that. It was pretty ridiculous. So this new one's for the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Vita, uh, and you know, instead of Mario characters, it's Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy characters. Um, I think it comes out this year, so it's fairly soon in Japan. Uh, but as far as I know, there's been no announced release date for America, unfortunately. Um, I mean, Fortune Street on the Wii was the only one that came out here. And let me double check, but I'm pretty sure only, um, uh, that Nintendo published it. So let me see. Fortune Street. We're just going to go to Wikipedia. The greatest resource of 100% accurate video game news in what's called the world. So it doesn't specify here um, who published it where, but I'm gonna guess that uh, the Wii version was published by Nintendo in America. Um, and so it does make me worry that maybe Nintendo has some kind of stake in the Fortune Street name at the very least. Um, hopefully, no like actual stake in in what the the series is. Outside of Japan, um, but we'll see. Like I, I would love for the game to come out here. I don't know if it will, but we'll see. Well, you know, now that I think about it, there's actually a Fortune Street on uh, mobile devices that I think actually did officially come out here. So, so maybe that wipes away my concerns. But I hope it comes out here. I hope it has online play, and I hope it's a lot more um, um, player friendly in terms of time, because <laughs> You have five plus hours to play a game. Maybe I was just playing it slow, but man, it was a huge time commitment, but really fun. Um, so, I think we're just going to go ahead and roll over to our fortune cookie section. Hopefully we won't get another Square Enix game. I've talked all about Square Enix today. I've talked about technically four Square Enix games. Oh, um. so I'm going to go ahead and if you, haven't know, if you don't know what this is, I'm basically opening a random game in my collection, and we're going to talk about it, using like a randomizer. I need to take out games that I have not played, because I can't talk about a game I have not played. Uh Okay, well, we got Gone Home for PC. It's, uh, okay, so I don't think anyone's unaware of what Gone Home is. It's a, a indie game for PC that came out quite a while ago. Basically, you walk around and there's like a story going on with your sister um, talking about some garbage. I don't know, like... <laughs> I don't have a problem with walking simulators. I think, like, I played the Stanley Parable. I think that's fine. And then I think Shadow of Destiny for the PlayStation 2 is essentially a walking simulator as well. And I really like both of those games. But the problem with Gone Home is it's just the tone and the story and characters just don't have any relevance to me. Um, I know people made a big deal because it was, like, The biggest... Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember at the time the biggest big deal, and spoilers for Gone Home. I'll give you one second, two second, three second. Alright, I'm gonna spoil it real quick. Your sister is lesbian. Uh... I remember people making a big deal about that, and I get it, I guess. Like, uh, having... Having... I guess what you would call socially... (laughs) sensitive portrayals of people who are gay and lesbian is not particularly uh the video game's strongest suit at times or any media's strongest suit at times i would say um but it just didn't really matter that much to me i don't really think her being a lesbian even really affects the story in any way which is probably good you know (laughs) it's it, it did, I don't remember it really having any impact, and it probably shouldn't in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I just I, what I remember most about Gone Home is just pulling everything out of the fridge, because you can pick up everything in that game, which is the best part of the game, is you can pick up everything in that game, and you can sit there and look at it if you want, or you can just throw that stuff on the floor, <laughs> and just make a huge mess out of your parents' house, and then be like, yeah, this is this is my doing, this is my work. Um, so, I don't know if I really have anything else to say about Gone Home. Walking simulators aren't bad, and I don't think Gone Home is a bad game. I just think that the subject matter about some girl who is, like, going through some teen growing up issue things just doesn't really do anything for me. Um, yeah, it's... It's a story, all right. Uh, I do have a friend that really likes the style of the game. He likes the music. There's like a bunch of like tapes you can put into tape players and listen to some music that's in there. I didn't like the music, so I didn't, I kind of stopped listening to it much. Uh, But, you know, I think it's cool if you're into that. And it's a short game, it's kind of pricey. I'm sure you can get it on sale for whatever cheap price now, but it's a short game at the very least. So if you do want to go into Gone Home, you can kind of, you know, Poke your face around and you won't spend much time on it. I would recommend it, actually. Um, maybe look into to, to the general themes of the story after I just spoiled parts of it for you. Uh, but look into like the general themes of the story and see if it's something for you. Because it's not a bad game. It's just not for me, for the most part. Um, other than be able to pick stuff up. I want to throw all that fridge meat on the floor and then close the fridge door and then leave and then let my parents find it later. But what is this fucking rotten meat doing on the floor? Oh my god. So. I feel like that was a bad pick. Hopefully that was at least something of interesting uh, to out. You got something interesting out of that. That's just it's hard for me with games I don't particularly care about. And I think you're gonna see with a lot of these games is that the generally the more successful, more popular a game is, the less interesting things I have to say about it, unless I just have like a very drastic differing opinion. So that's gonna do it for this week. Um, I think I might use kind of this this end section to kind of like highlight things I'm doing in terms of publishing uh, stuff, although it's not like it's hard to follow me, you can, I have a website, Coolions box, no, wordpress.com which is a Coolions box, so, um, yeah, so, so this week I put out a, or no, last week, last week I put out a Spectrobes Origins video, um, which kind of compares that game to, to a halfway point between Zelda and Pokemon, and that's a, that's a Cute and fun game. I highly recommend it for anyone who doesn't need like some crazy polished, you know, action adventure game, and maybe has like a soft spot for stuff like uh, kids' TV shows or like something like things that's just more adolescent style in general in terms of like Mega Man Legends and things like that. There's definitely a lot to like in Specter of Origins. Um, It's just a little repetitive, and, uh, in the video I mentioned, there's some UI issues that, that drag the game down, but for what it is, it's incredibly ambitious, um, I'm sad that they're not gonna make another, I I wish they did, because I would like them to fix the, the, the issues that they had, um, but, uh, yeah, I actually have one of the DS games as well, um, Beyond, Beyond the Portal, the second one is the second DS game, um, I do not own the first DS game, uh, I would like to to get to those someday, but we'll see. They're on the list of ever, ever, forever list of games. Let me look at what I have. I, I haven't updated my backlogger a hundred percent, but got about three hundred thirty games I got to beat. So I would say I probably have over three hundred thirty games to beat somewhere in my collection. I'm missing some stuff. Um, and then this week I had a video or a article go up about uh Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages. It's a uh, really fun. Um, Zelda game, 2D Zelda game I'm not a big 2D Zelda fan And I really like Oracle of Ages uh, It'd be the one that I'd recommend the most uh, Outside of maybe A Link Between Worlds I'm not really sure Which one I'd recommend more But A Link Between Worlds is a, a disruptive game In that series, kind of like Breath of the Wild So um, Which cr- creates its own problems In a lot of ways But uh, yeah, it's about Oracle of Ages and the Seed Shooter And the uh, Switch Hook two specific items that I think drastically change uh, the puzzle solving in 2D Zelda games in a way that's good, uh, but it still required minimal el- effort on the developer's part. So so that's going to be it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. I'm trying a new microphone position, so we'll see if it's better, because last time there's like a bunch of vibration uh, that I kept hearing, maybe from the spit card being too close. I think it might be too close again, um, but... Next week I'll try further away. The problem is is I disassemble this thing every time. because It's just so big and out of the way. And I use most of my desk space. So um, so when I put it back. I don't quite know exactly where the uh, it was set up last time. So that's going to be it though. Thank you guys very much. You guys have a great week.